Uh, uh, Clean uh, reading, guys. Clean reading. I, I really, really don't want to picture that. I'm trying really hard not to, and I'm failing here. Oh, man. Yeah. Now, now you guys probably are, too. Ha-ha. <laughs> <laughs> This episode is sponsored by Harvest. I used Harvest to track time, track subcontractors' time, and invoice clients. Their time tracking is really simple and easy to use. Invoicing includes a PayNow function by credit card and PayPal, and you can sign up at getharvest.com. Use the code RF to get 50% off your first month. Hey, everybody, and welcome to episode 16 of the Ruby Freelancer Show. This week on our panelists, we have Eric Davis. Hey. We also have uh, Evan Light. Hello. Jeff Schoolcraft. What's up? And this week we're going to be talking about our workspaces or our offices or whatever you want to call them. Um, I'm also hoping that we can get into how you set things up when you are not at home or not, you know, around your office. So be that whether you go out and work in a, um, like in a restaurant or cafe or something near your house or whether you're traveling, you know, how, how you set things up if you need to get some work done. So, um, but let's start out with our regular work areas. Eric, why don't you go ahead and uh, start us off telling us where you work and, and how, how that all works. Okay. So I mostly work at home. Um, we have like a, a spare room and so I've turned it into my office. Um, got two desks. Um, basically L desk. One's the standing desk, which I love. And then the other one is like the Ikea with the adjustable legs. So it's kind of a standing desk. I'm too tall to actually use that as a standing desk. Um, How tall are you? And then I'm six foot exactly. So the Ikea all the way up, if isn't even up to my waist. And so it's really hard ergonomics. Um, And then I also have like a bookshelf or I guess two bookshelves in here with, you know, books and paperwork and all that stuff. But most of my work, um, I have a laptop right now, and then I have an external monitor for it. And like, if you ever use a laptop and it's kind of like at a place you're always working, always get like an external keyboard, mouse, monitor, totally. all that stuff. I mean, laptops are great for travel, like because they're pretty much self-contained. But most of this, it's kind of like the all-in-one DVD players for home entertainment. It has a decent DVD player, decent surround sound, all that stuff, but they're not like the best ones you can get, and typically they'll break. So always invest in like external stuff, especially the mouse and keyboard. It's worse just, than that though, because laptops are not laptops are not ergonomically designed for long per, long term work. You usually you have to hunch over them. The mm-hmm. hand position isn't good. Your elbow position isn't good, um, and it, it's just all kinds of bad that way for the most part. Yeah, and mine is on. I'm trying to look at it, uh, it's on some stand. I don't know. It's an, it's like an made for Apple products, but it's a little stand, so it picks it up about four inches and has a tilt on it. But I only use that just so the monitor of the laptop is at the same level as the, my main external monitor, is which it makes M-stand? it a stand. Lo- a what? M stand? Is it just a solid block of aluminum? No, I have another. That's for my phone, I think, because I took it from my wife. This is an old one. It's a clear. Uh, it's oh. an iCurb by Griffin. Okay. So, um, and that's where I do most of my work. I also have an iMac with an external monitor, but that's mostly just for like uh, social media stuff, chat, and doing video things. It's more along the lines of we happen to have the iMac and I have it hooked up, not so much something I use every day. So, so you're usually working on your laptop, which runs Linux then, right? Yeah. I mean, if it's any kind of dev work, it's on my laptop. So, um, Evan, what, what is your work, work area workspace look like? Messy. Um, I, <laughs> I, I end up having, I end up cleaning it maybe 
something severely about quarterly. I had in a sort of L-shaped configuration, but it was taking up too much of the office space. I like having more open space in my office when possible. I, it's not that I'm claustrophobic. I just like the feeling of open space. Uh, and I have a – I bought a Geek Desk, which is a $700 um, essentially frame – with a motor that can elevate and lower itself. It lowers itself to about as low as two feet and about as high as maybe four and a half. When I'm, when I'm standing, it can actually elevate itself to a height that's high enough that it doesn't feel good for me ergonomically, which means that it would work just fine for probably, say, someone like Eric, too. I'm, I'm five, yeah. ten and a half, so Eric's got you know, an inch and a half on me there. Yeah, like my desk, if I put a plate on it, I can put it all the way up, so I literally shovel directly into my mouth. It's pretty funny looking, but I don't do that. Ow, that's high. I have an, a 27-inch iMac and a old, so I guess it's maybe a five-year-old 30-inch cinema display hooked up to it. So I've got uh, two large screens side by side. I tend to do most of my work on the iMac and I mean on the iMac screen, which is nicer because it's an LED screen, it's brighter. And I tend to use the 30-inch screen as kind of just is sort of well like a real honest to god desktop. I put things over there that I want to push aside, but I want to have handy. So I'll often have my email client over there, my Twitter client over there, maybe my Skype client over there. And I'm doing all my development, usually in some kind of full screen mode on the iMac, whether uh, I have Vim open in a terminal uh, that's taking up most of the screen or have a browser and Vim open and whatnot. Um, let's see, what else? Um, just a lot of the you know, typical Apple hardware, Apple keyboard, app, um, a wireless mouse. Um, we're just talking about the desk or we're talking about the work environment? Well, right, the whole workspace. Air mm -hmm. on chair. Um, usually recommend having a, a high-quality office chair if you're going to be working at home, which I neglected to mention I am. I have a, um, a dedicated home office room, and since I tend to spend several hours a day in here sitting on my bum, I want something that's good for my bum, good for my body, doesn't hurt my back. Um, also, another thing is I try to slouch, but I try to slouch backward, which is supposed to be a little better for you. you know, a little bit of a backward lean when I'm working. Um, it's like 135 degrees or something, right? Some, something like that, yeah. It comes, it comes kind of naturally uh, with the air on chair, too. I think that's part of the intentional design. Uh, what else? I guess nothing else that's too significant, except there's usually a copious amount of cats trying to get on the desk, which is unfortunate. Um, well, one thing, and this is what I have, I have like a six-foot window that's right like 90 degrees from where I look, so I get a lot of natural light. I mean, nice. do you have that in yours? I have. I only have one window in the room. It's um, only about two feet wide, about four feet tall, I suppose. It's not 90 degrees. It's actually on the same wall that I'm facing, but it's just to the left of my desk. So at least I can see sunlight. I can see outside all the time when I'm working. Um, but I don't get a whole lot of natural light because the house is kind of on the wrong side for that. We're, um, s let's see, I guess we're southerly facing, but we have a lot of trees is really the problem. Um, for when I'm mobile, I have an 11-inch MacBook Air that I tend to use, and I, I use that because I can work on it almost anywhere and because it's very light, easy to transport. I used to have a 17-inch a MacBook Pro that I used for everything. But um, it turns out that the iMac plus MacBook Air combo is only slightly more, really, than the top-end MacBook Pro. 
So I figured, why not just go that way? And when I really need to buckle down and get work done, I think I've mentioned both of these before, but um, I use these uh, Bose noise canceling this Bose noise canceling headset that I have. It's a Quiet Comfort 15, as I look at it. And of late, I attached that to my iPhone. And where is that wonderful app? I might have to go dig it up later but there's a sound a white noise app that i was using before oh yeah here it is called simply noise that plus my bose headset i can block out apparently almost anything screaming kids the next table over in a coffee shop i won't hear them it's it's a wonderful thing that way because uh, otherwise screaming kids drive me nuts nice i <laughs> nice the screaming kids driving me that's <laughs> nice not to be able to hear them <laughs> uh both <laughs> uh, that's pretty much it for me all right cool jeff what do, what does your workspace look like a mess I, i'm listening to eric and evan i mean it would be nice to have sort of a video tour but <clears throat> oh no i'm too ashamed of the mess i have here to have a video tour right now <laughs> i have to clean it up first <laughs> Yeah, well, sloppy desk, something, right? Oh, try sloppy uh, space. The desk could be worse, but everything around it looks a little bit like um, an animal or a bomb went. An animal lives in here, or a bomb went off, and there are ball. actually, well, yeah, there are actually four animals that have a tendency to live in here, other than me. So, yeah, maybe both <laughs> cats. So anyway, so, Jeff. Jeff. Yes. So uh, I have a. Um, a dedicated office, doors that shut. If the IRS is listening, it's tax deductible. So, <laughs> yes, uh, I have a door that shuts too. <laughs> it's dedicated just for my office, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, I have a corner desk, which is sort of a, an L desk. It was a good idea at the time, but I'm I'm not thrilled with it. Uh, I have four 24-inch monitors hooked up to a Mac Pro, and that. Uh, that's my main work area. I've got a 13-inch MacBook Air for the, I don't know, once a month or once a quarter. I go somewhere and need to, need to do something on a laptop. I do have a window, um, but the way the sun is in the afternoon, I have to almost completely close the blinds or I get too much glare on one of my monitors, the way that the, everything's arranged. A bunch of bookcases, um, just junk. Uh, eight foot whiteboard. Nice. But yeah, I, mean, I don't know. I don't have a bunch of other specifics. A CXO chair by Nightingale, which is there's an uh, who makes Aeron? Uh, Herman Miller. Yeah. Herman Miller. They had they had another chair that had like a memory phone seat mm-hmm. that came out a while ago, and the CXO is very similar to that. It's got a memory foam seat. Ergo, blah, 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 but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, the big thing with chairs, I mean, because I have an error on too, it's like sit in a bunch of them and find what works. I've heard yeah. people who found like you know $40 Staples chairs are the best ones for them, and that's all you have to really do. Yeah, some people don't like Aeron chairs. They like, uh, what, steel case is another one. The human scale, I think, is another one. There are a lot of different high-end chairs and varieties of, of chairs within each line or each from each company so should really should try a whole bunch totally agree yeah that makes sense so anything else you want to tell us about your workspace jeff i don't know what it would be maybe i'm a blue snowball mic on a boom stand for 
almost all my audio. I have uh, Altic Lansing uh, speakers and sub for sound, but I just ordered a replacement today. The the Lansing doesn't have a headphone jack, which is annoying, and I don't have an iPod dock, which is also or iPhone dock, which is also annoying. And whatever the new set is fixes both of those problems. It's got like some little puck that's volume control plus a headphone headphone jack and aux input or line in input basically, and. That, so it matters for me because I don't always use my headphones at my desktop. It's a pain to reach out of my desktop and pull it out of the MacBook or out of the Mac Pro. Mm -hmm. And the iPhone, I listen to iPods at 2x. I don't listen to anything at 1x. And so I either have to listen to my iPhone with the earbuds or the Bose speakers. I can't just have it going in the background because I don't have a way. It's annoying to do it on the Mac Pro. I mean, I could load the podcast in VLC and double the speed. And I think I can do it in iTunes, but I can get 1.4, not 2X or something. I don't know. It's annoying. but So these new speakers should help with that situation. But Nice. We'll see. So my situation in my office, I, I'm in a spare bedroom in my house as well. And um, yeah, so basically I'm sitting at what is essentially a cubicle, actually. Um, I was complaining that I wanted a desk that would fit in the corner of my office, and my wife went onto Craigslist or one of the classified sites and found somebody that was selling a, kind of an office setup, and so she bought it sight unseen, and I went and picked it up, and so it's got the the particle board panels and with the you know with the ugly fabric on it, and like a cubicle thing. It is a cubicle. It is actually. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. I, and the funny, the funniest part of it is, is that uh, I've only ever worked in a cubicle for like two months in in a regular job. Oh, so it doesn't bug you like it bugs the rest of us, probably. Right, because I, I don't have like this major history, and it's way bigger than the cubicle that I had at at that job. Um, but anyway, um, yeah, so it's it's basically a cubicle. Um, it's it's in the the only corner that it'll fit in, and that kind of bothers me because it actually covers up most of the window in this room. Um, I've actually been tempted to take one of the panels off completely and, uh, you know, just put it against a different wall or something, uh, just, just to open up the window space and, and allow me to, to deal with that. Um, it, and it's the piece that has the overhead bin on it and the, the, the printer is sitting on that, that particular section, but. Um, I'm pretty sure that I could just cut cut down a couple of two by fours and and just set it up so that it'll stand up on its own. Um, but anyway, um, there's a pretty big window in here, and uh, it would be directly to my right if I were if if I could see through it. But as it is, I, I get about a foot, maybe a foot and a half at the top, and another foot on on the far right end. So that allows me to open the window and close the window. Um, if I want to lock the window, though, I actually have to reach behind the panel and flip the switch. So uh, not not great, but anyway. Um, and I don't I don't really completely love the cubicle, but it, it does afford me a lot of desk space, which is nice. Um, we are eventually going to move me downstairs. We have kind of a weird shaped front room and we're just going to wall it in and put some, uh, double doors on it and, and, and that'll be my office. It'll be a little bit bigger down there and I can situate this a little bit better so that is it, is it ground floor or is it a basement? It'll be ground floor. Okay, good. So you get that one thing that Eric mentioned that 
I have frustration with is having lots of natural light. I'm hoping that you get plenty where you are. I don't get enough where I am. I, I do get uh, enough. I'm on my window faces north, so I don't always get a ton of direct sunlight coming in. Right. But uh, it it really brightens it up. I leave my blinds open all the time. It actually drives my wife crazy because at night she'll um, she'll have a, a bath or a shower or something, and then she'll just walk around in her underwear and. And the blinds are open. And, you're and the blinds yeah. are open. Yeah, and so she gets a little frustrated. You have to close your door if you're. If you're not in there working, you know, kind of thing, especially at night or in the morning. And anyway, um, but it's just entertainment for the neighbors. Nothing big. <laughs> yeah. Well, it faces the next door neighbor's house because our house faces east. Oh, <laughs> so I mean, you look over one day, and you see a blinking red light in their window. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> but anyway, so that's one thing I have. I also have an eight foot uh, whiteboard. Um, I'll, I'm actually going to put a link into, uh, to explain how I put it up because it's not like a proper whiteboard. It's this, uh, I don't remember what it's called, but you can go get this shower board, shower board. Yeah. At the hardware store. And then I just got some mirror brackets, the, the little plastic ones. Yep. And you just, you just anchor them into the wall. You need about three on the bottom and three on the top. And, um, you know, it doesn't always erase completely cleanly, but you just get out the the solvent for the dry erase and it takes it right off. (laughs) Well, that and it's just like eight bucks for the shower board. So when it gets completely used up, you just Just get another one. Yeah. 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 So actually, I have a question for you guys. I I have a hard time working on whiteboards. Mm -hmm. I mean, it doesn't matter what size or where it is. I've played with it a lot and I just it's not a natural thing for me to use whiteboards Uh Mm. is it for you guys and like did you kind of always just like oh I'm gonna go work on the whiteboard or is it like a habit you had to get into I mean being at home and like a one person type thing for me um, college we had whiteboards everywhere and um, then all the corporate I mean you can't get away from whiteboards in the corporate space and I started I spent 10 years there or something before going out on my own. So it's just habit. Whenever there's something to explain, mm-hmm. just go to the whiteboard. I'm more like you, Eric. Um, I've been in lots of environments that have whiteboards, but I tend to only go to a whiteboard when I'm having trouble explaining something You know, just by describing it. Usually a whiteboard is is to augment communication for me. It's not something that I would use for my own purposes because I tend to do a lot of my communication with myself via text. Yeah, see, my deal is is that, um, and, and I'm not sure exactly what it is or why, but sometimes it's easier for me to sit down at the computer, pull up some mind mapping software and just go nuts. And yeah. so, sometimes it's easier for me to actually go to the whiteboard, you know, step away from the screen and, uh, you know, I'll, I'll sit and stare at my computer for, for an hour and a half, still not sure where I'm going to start. I go stand up at the whiteboard, start drawing, and, you know, within a half hour I've got whatever it is that I'm working on figured out. And so uh-huh. it, it's really, you know, it's just another medium for me to use to actually – uh, get up and kind of get into a different rhythm. Change where, context. Yeah, where where yeah, exactly. And and that way I can get the things done that I need to do. I use my iPad for that. I actually bought yeah. a mind mapping piece of software for my iPad and I've I used it to write a presentation and it was it was it was allowed me to also change context from sitting in my office and writing Markdown and Vim. Um, by just working on the I was working on, on in bed on the iPad on the presentation and then that helped a lot. 
I mean, the only use I've found is I have like a, I guess, two foot by 18 inch whatever whiteboard that I've hanging up. Mm-hmm. I've only found a use for that for kind of like a little dashboard type thing. So like, you know, sales for the month or, you know, metrics and stuff like that stuff where I update it very rarely and, you know, eventually I'm going to wipe it completely clean and start over. But everything else I used to do on paper and I'm trying to do more on the iPad, like, you know, the digital notepads and stuff. So it's not throwing a bunch of stuff away. But I just I've never been able to work on a whiteboard when it's just me. If I'm talking to people like, you know, a big whiteboard works better. But I don't know. I just yeah. thought it was something weird with my brain or something. No, it's not just you. Yeah, it isn't just you. But yeah, and um, for for some of those things, you know, it's it's the same deal for me. But if if I need to get up and use the whiteboard, it's usually because I need to get away from the screens, and the iPad just isn't enough of a switch for me to do it. Yeah, I can understand that. So the the problem I have with the iPad versus paper sometimes is that the iPad is modal, not not quite in the same way that Vim is, but that you have to fire up an app and you don't just you don't just flip a page you have to interact with the screen in order to switch pages and navigation is more unwieldy is still more unwieldy than just paper yeah and, I, and for me it just that's the other thing is that it removes all the barriers cuz it's just me my hand the marker and the whiteboard and so i i don't have to figure out how to do something with the software i can just get up and draw on the other hand i do occasionally not too often but i do occasionally break out a piece of scratch paper um, instead of a uh, whiteboard. It's pretty rare. <laughs> when I do that, I just reach over to my printer and pull out one piece from the tray. Yep. As long as you don't need to read it later, right? Yeah. And I usually don't. If I do, actually, I just trap it under my keyboard. Yep. So I'm trying the keyboard like a big paper clip. Yep. So as far as the rest of my setup, so I have the overhead bin. I have a shelf above where my monitor is that has all my software and books and my networking equipment on it. Um... Uh, the, the nice thing about the cubicle too is it has a couple of drawers so I can file stuff away in it. Um, and then I've got a Never bunch to be seen again. That that's usually the case, but that's usually the point too. So, um, I've got a bunch of plants growing in here. Thanks to Eric's pick back in February, um, with a video from the Ted talk about plants. And I've, I've really kind of gotten into that. I really enjoy having plants growing in my office, but, um, yeah, you know, so I've, I've just got this massive amount of desk space and stuff going on. Sometimes I'll set my laptop up next to my, uh, computer or next to my MacBook or my Mac pro. I have a Mac pro. I have two monitors on it. Um, one of them I brought, bought brand new and the other one I got at a used computer stuff place and they let you plug it in hook it to a machine make sure it all works and then nice. if you're happy with it you can take it home so i think this one cost me like 20 bucks or something and and it's like a it's like a 17 is it 17 i think it's a 17 inch it's not the the wide display but it's a four by three you mean yeah instead of a 16 by nine right but yeah and then um I've got all kinds of miscellaneous stuff all over my desk. Probably wouldn't take me too long to clean it up, but I've just been completely swamped and not really been interested in cleaning it up. But yeah, that that's basically what I've got. I've got my audio equipment too sitting over here to my right with a boom arm for my mic, like what uh, Jeff was talking about with his deal. But yeah, that that's basically what I do. I actually do have one of the cheap $40 office chairs. Um, most of the time it doesn't bother me, but every once in a while... I'll get up and I'll be totally stiff in my back or my neck and just wish I had a more ergonomic chair. But the 
the Aerons cost like $800 or something. That's right? about right. But the nice thing is they have, what, a lifetime warranty on them or something ridiculous like, a like 10 that? 10 or 15 year, yeah. Yeah, and they take a lot of abuse and they've got a huge warranty. I mean, yeah, I, someone pointed this out. It was kind of interesting. Like, how much do you spend on a mattress? You know, probably you could spend upwards of a grand to get a mattress and box springs. A you lot spend about as much time in your chair as you do in your bed. Yes, well, that's true. That and in a single day, if you can bill a single day, I mean, you can make that up. I mean, it's just a, a yeah. cost of doing business. I mean, my the yeah. CXO is right around that same. Uh, if there's a healthy back store near you, that's a great place to go. They have uh, sometimes they have outlets, but they often have all the chairs in one place. You don't have to find like a Herman Miller design studio. You can just assemble all the chairs at once. I mean, it's one of the one of the best investments you'll make. Yeah, and and I'm I'm starting to get to that point. I mean, as much time as I spend sitting here, it would just it would be really nice. And one thing that I really wish I had, um, and, and you know, maybe we can get into wish lists, but one of the things I really wish I had was a stand that I could put my monitors on to raise them about probably six inches or more, and then get the chair. This chair leans back pretty nicely. But then get something that has a little bit of a headrest on it so that I could actually just put my head back and just kind of align it so that I'm looking at my monitors that way. And and then I'm not craning my neck over because I'm leaning back, but my desks, my monitors are sitting directly on my desk. I get that so, a little. Chuck, my, how, how, many books, how many books are in your office, Chuck? A <laughs> good point. I did actually get rid of a whole bunch of them. Maybe I should have piled oh, yeah. them up. Just go buy one Java book. That'll be enough. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's yeah. I guess I guess I could whip out a couple of my you know, nasty books that I'll never ever use again. I was about to say um, the the problem. One problem I have with the iMac is that I don't feel that its height is quite is is necessarily optimal. I'd have to go check uh, what the recommended ergonomics is, but I often feel like my neck gets a little stiff sometimes when I'm occasionally sit forward in the air on chair when I'm leaning back it still feels a little low um, the same thing for the cinema display so yeah I would probably do the same thing get a, a book and bump it up I just hadn't actually done that yet yeah I think I'm not, I'm not positive I think when you're looking at your monitor with your head level and your eyes level you should look at the top third of your screen and I was going to say like I actually have monitor arms like I went out and splurged on them so each of my monitors have those and especially with a standing desk where I adjust it all the time like mm. it's it's amazing to just touch this big ass monitor and have it move up and down for me. Oh, that'd be nice. Do you uh, do you know what brand they are? Um, it looks like Ergotron. I mean, I, I researched it and found ones. The problem I have is my monitors are heavy, so I needed heavy duty ones. Right. Yeah. I, I, I we we've actually seen some pictures of each other's workspaces a little bit, and uh, like Jeff's four monitors, I was sitting there going, "Oh man, I would love to do that." But yeah, I've, I've got to talk my wife into you know let me spend some of this money on some of this stuff but um it, it would it would definitely make my life better if i if i had a little bit better a little more ergonomic setup so i mean so, the thing uh, is, one, is as i say you can always like tweak your environment like you could say like you know chuck you don't have like an optimal chair or monitors and mm -hmm. you can make it a thing like every month or every other month you know take one of those things off your list and buy it and do like a long-term play for it because most of this stuff is like a tax write-off or equipment for a tax write-off totally. so right. it's I mean, I like to look at it and say, like, yeah, like a new chair might cost a thousand bucks, but after taxes, it might only cost me seven hundred dollars of my net profit. 
And right. that's exactly how I look at it too. I'm glad you said it. I mean, it's an it's an investment in in your business. It's an investment in your comfort, um, an investment in your health, and yeah, tax deductible. So in a lot of regards, it's really worth it. I mean, if you if you want to feel comfortable, if you want to be comfortable and enjoy doing what you do, then having a good work environment, having tools that you like using, is really important. Yeah, I, I totally agree. So I, I kind of want to get into setups if you're if you're like working around town. So if you go out to the cafe or the the restaurant or something that has Wi-Fi, you, do you usually just take your laptop or do you take other things to kind of make things better? You already heard mine. Um, for me, if I'm going there and gonna work, I'll bring my laptop. I really try not to, just because like I can type for like ten minutes on my laptop and my hands start hurting. Um, if it's kind of like, you know, just going in a meet and greet, I'll actually bring my iPad. And if I'm like traveling, like going to see family or whatever and might be working, I'll bring my iPad and I actually have a, an Office Depot document holder, you know, to hold up documents as you type, which actually fits the iPad perfectly. And it, it doesn't cost 50 bucks like the iPad stands. Um, and so that actually puts the screen at a nice angle and I have a little Bluetooth full-size keyboard I hook up to it. But I don't, I don't, I try not to work when I'm out and about and when it is, it's, mostly phone and iPad stuff and it's mostly like quick stuff not actually like development or anything right sometimes I head over there's a a restaurant out here called Paradise Bakery and it's it's kind of a little cafe sandwich shop kind of place and I really I really like their salads and since I'm uh, dieting or, or as I tell my friends I'm watching my girlish figure um, <laughs> I, uh, I I tend to like, you know, I like their salads. They taste good and they're, they're pretty, you know, good as far as calories and, and ingredients go. But anyway, so I go over there and um, a lot of their booths have uh, power outlets in them. And so I just take my laptop and I'll usually take my iPod and just some cheap headphones. And uh, I'll just listen. I, I listen to podcasts when I'm coding anyway. And I, I have a lot of people say, how do you do that? But Yeah, how uh, do you do that? <laughs> I... I I'm usually sort of half listening, but, uh, you know, a lot of the stuff that I listen to is interesting and, you know, I, I pick up new things while I'm working. Um, I, I don't know. I, it's just something that I do, but as you can probably guess, it's hard for me to, you know, fully engage in one thing and, and partially engage in another thing. And so a lot of times I do miss things on the podcast, but, um, because I'm fully engaged in the code, but in, in any case, you know, that's what I've got. And I actually just have some cheap, uh, USB powered um, speakers that I that I have in my office that I just plug them into my my iPod into because I listen to everything at 2x like Jeff does. Um, but yeah, I'll just take my iPod and then I'll just set things up and go. Um, sometimes I'll take my mouse or my keyboard with me, but most of the time I don't. And I've just got a 13 inch MacBook, the old white MacBook. And I, I really need to upgrade that, but it's just, it, I don't use it frequently enough for it to be like a major priority for me. And uh, when I travel, it's the, it's the same thing. I just, I just take that with me. I take my iPad with me. And then if I need, you know, if I need to just browse something up while I'm like laying in bed or something, then I can just pull it up on my iPad. But anyway. I mean, that might be kind of a, a thing in the difference of style. Cause like, I think I'm a lot like Evan where I get distracted easily. I don't use noise canceling headphones at home, but I remember I traveled and was working in a coffee shop and like I maybe got like 10 minutes of work done that entire day just because people would sit down or there'd be kids that would run across my line of sight or, oh look, Twitter's talking to me or this or that. And I, I, that's why I have so much invested in my home office, even though I have a laptop. It's 
I can only really get good work done and good productivity done when I can control my environment completely. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. I'll buy that. That that's the other thing that's nice about the place that I usually go, the restaurant I go to, is that they they kind of have this big open room where you can sit. But then um, toward the back, if you head back toward the the bathrooms in the kitchen. Um, they have three booths that are just kind of along that little uh, passageway, I guess. I don't, I don't know exactly how to explain it. But it's kind of in this little nook where you can't see out into the main um, area. And it's a lot quieter back there and stuff. And so that's usually where I wind up going is I'll go back there, sit in one of those booths, plug my laptop in. And then, yeah, it's, it's not as distracting. And, uh, you know, you're right by the window. So you get a lot of natural light there, too. And, uh, yeah, it's just it's just a really nice place to work. But I found that if I can't do that, then if I can like face the wall or face the window or something, then a lot of times that helps cut down on the distractions and problems that way. I've considered making like horse blinders for myself so I can only see my screen. <laughs> <laughs> I can appreciate that. That I never really thought about that, but I occasionally done something a little similar at home where um, sometimes having the second monitor on distracts me because I'm in I'm in Vim, I have a particular theme on the screen and I can focus on that but when I have a, my background on the other screen is a very different color or if people are busy yammering away on my email or Twitter or something, I just need to turn the other monitor off but right. sometimes something like horse blinders would be even better <laughs> I mean that's kind of a question I was thinking like I, I, you guys all use Mac, so do you guys use Spaces or whatever that workplace yeah. feature is? Yeah. I, I don't as much, and mainly it's just because I haven't trained myself to use it. I probably should, but I just I don't. I do, I, but I want to stop. And see, that's the thing. The four monitors, it's a curse as much as it is a blessing. And I, I've actually thought about, because one of my monitors, it's I don't know what it is. Of the four, I know, first world problem coming up, but of the four monitors <laughs> attached to my Mac Pro, one of them will occasionally go black. It just, it's not the DVI cable, it's not the power cable, it just, I don't know. Apple, there's reports that uh, it, it's a known issue that the Mac Pro doesn't fully support all third-party monitors, blah, blah, blah. But, uh, so I've been thinking about switching out the monitors and going to just one or to constrain myself uh, i have four spaces right now and four desktops so four monitors and four spaces oh my god <laughs> holy cow <laughs> wow and it's just ridiculous it's yeah it's more distracting than anything else and honestly i mean half the time the stuff on two of the monitors or at least one of the monitor is just there to distract me not to do any real work. I mean, uh, so uh, I don't know. I like to get to a point where I was uh, like a single, uh, a single monitor or something, or maybe two uh, at max or something. I I don't know. I go back well, and forth, but it's really easy to to waste a bunch of time because uh, you have more monitors. You got to put crap on them. You have I have sixteen places I can put junk. <laughs> yeah, two monitors. I have four spaces, but the truth is, I really. I use Space 4 to keep iTunes because I just don't want to see iTunes most of the time ever. Um, I just want it running. Um, Space 3, I actually never even use. I need to get rid of it. Um, actually, I'm wrong. Sorry. I, I have – see, I don't even know anymore. Space 2 is my iTunes and my OmniFocus, and 
because I usually dump things in OmniFocus and usually look at it on my iPad and my iPhone, rarely on my computer. And I do all my work in Space 1, so really I only use two spaces. And Space 2, I'm only there maybe to push a button occasionally in iTunes, um, very rarely, because I usually use the keyboard controls and some other stuff. And I'm usually just in Space 1 on two monitors, and that works fine. But then there are you know, two very large monitors, and I really just focus on one. Now, in spaces, because I'm not familiar, uh, like space one, is it space one for both your monitors and then yes. space two? Yes. Okay. Yes. See, I'm, I'm on Linux, and I, I know where you're coming from, Jeff, because I used to have four monitors also. But the way my system works is like monitor one will have space one, monitor two will have space six, monitor three will have space four. So I can control them individually. And I actually found that's like extremely efficient for me because I'll say like right now, Space one is my to-do list and my time tracking. Space nine is my email. And I can actually have all my applications maximized and just toggle between them and hide ones I don't care about. Um, And so, like, for me, like, space three is my small screen dev. Space four is my large screen dev. And I'll have Emacs open full screen on one and then either a web browser or, like, a screen session, so, like, a console on the other. And it actually takes all the distractions and throws them on spaces I don't see until I toggle over and check it every five minutes, but that's a different problem. I tend to use iTerm um, for my terminal, and the reason I mention that is because it's desktop or, if you will, space independent, depending how you set it up. So independent of which space I'm in, all I have to do is hit Alt-Tilde, or I guess it's Alt-Backtick, really. I mean, alt, I mean, command back tick, and then boom, my terminal comes up. And lately I've been doing all of my work in the terminal. I do my Vim in the terminal. I'm using Tmux. Um, I'm not usually even using um, MacVim. So that makes it pretty easy. I, I really spend most of the day in the terminal in that one screen. Yeah, same with me. I mean, I use screen, but I have Emacs on the first screen inside a screen. And so, like, I can actually connect to it from multiple workspaces and, you know, pop open windows that are already open and all that. Yeah, typically I just use my two monitors, so I'll have my iTerm open in on one side, and uh, you know it, it's usually iTerm and Vim on the right hand monitor, which is the larger one, and then on the left hand one I will have the my web browser up, and so as I make changes to the app, then I can just go over and refresh and things like that, um, and then if I need to access anything else, it's usually through the terminal. So um, that that's pretty much all I have going on, and then. Um, I, I usually have another browser window open that has my my email and you know the handful of other things that I have going on that that I need to be checking up on. But um, I try not to check those except for maybe once or twice a day, unless I have a, a strong reason for for needing to do that. Yeah, and one thing like this is why like I was talking before the show like I I tried using a Mac for a while and I just I couldn't stick with it. But most of my stuff's keyboard driven. I mean, in screen, switching between screens is keyboard driven. And my the window manager, I can switch between windows and the workspaces using the keyboard. And so the only times I really use the mouse is when I'm on web pages and then in email, because you know, you gotta click around a little bit. But so that's that's another thing like I work in. I know some people love using the mouse, but for me, keyboard driven stuff is like that's where speed happens. And I want to record a screencast showing it, but sometimes the screens flash so fast that I think it would actually confuse people unless I'm like slowing it down and describing what keys I'm hitting and all that too. Right. There are also, um, what do you call it? There are also programs that allow you to show which keys you're hitting 
at the time and it'll like flash it up on the screen. I know Ryan Bates did that for a while with Railscast. Eric, I got yeah, a question I've about that. I thought about that, but the problem is is I like so I have a Windows keyboard like so the start key, it's start K and J to switch between windows. I mean, it's fast and so being able to compare like what I'm hitting with what the screen's doing, there might be too much of a delay. Because yeah. I tried recording one, I'm like, this is weird. And because I use Emacs, I'm always hitting Control and Alt. Mm-hmm. Okay, Eric, I got a question about that. How are you doing uh, text selection, though, if you want to copy and paste between terminals? You have to use a mouse for that, right? Um, yeah, but on Linux, it's interesting. Like you, In most operating systems, you have to select it and then do copy. On yeah. Linux, if you highlight text and then middle-click anywhere else, it's a copy and paste. Oh, and right. So, that's I a, do that a that's lot, an and X then thing, actually, yeah, yeah, the yeah Xorg or X11. So that's what I do with most of it, and the other stuff, it's like I'm usually in Emacs or whatever, and so I can use that or screen and highlight too. Yep. All right. Well, I know Evan has to get off in like five minutes, so let's go ahead and jump over to the picks, unless there's something else that somebody else wants to bring up and add. I think the only other thing is it might be good to do another show about like you know, the software we actually use. Cause we mostly just yeah. talked about the physical work environment. Yeah, we could do that. Maybe we'll do that yeah. next week. Does that work for you that guys? Sounds good. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, n- not next week, but in two weeks. Cause I'm right. out of town next week. And Jeff is also out of town next week. Um, so, all right, well, let's get into the picks then. Uh, Eric, what are your picks? Okay. So my pick, I got this, I guess two or three weeks ago. Um, it's pretty cool. It's an Avery pill and stick dry erase, dry erase sheets with borders. That's ah, tongue twister. Basically, it's the same size as paper, and it's a dry erase sticker. Um, I got it because, like I said, I've been having problems with a dry erase board. And what I did is I actually stuck it to pieces of cardboard, so like the very back from like notebooks or whatever. Uh-huh. And now I have you know an eight by eight by 11 carryable whiteboard that I work with and it comes in a pack of four. And so I actually have four of them. And I found that's really useful just for like the little notes or, you know, scratchings that I'd put on scratch paper, like, okay, this test failed. So I'd write it down and then come back to it later. So it's relatively inexpensive. And if you have, you know, extra pieces of cardboard, it's really easy to make. Nice. That, that sounds really cool. I might have to look into that. It would also be pretty handy for, like, my kids, keep them occupied. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then I guess my other pick, um, you're going to laugh at me, but every Friday I do kind of like a weekly thing, and so that's when I sync my phones and download any new updates and all that stuff. But at that same time, I also make sure to clean my desk. And so it's an every week habit I have now where I basically clean off the surface. I don't actually, like, Windex it or anything. but only... Yeah, so it's, <laughs> if only I did that. I mean, I can't remember the stats, but it's something like the keyboard has more germs and stuff than like the toilet and yes. stuff like that. So, it, it, even just picking stuff up off your desk, I found it really helps me, and especially come Monday when I'm really frazzled to like, oh look, my desk is clean. Who did this for me? Oh, I did. I'm cool. <laughs> so that's I, that's my another another pick or recommendation. See, I have mine scheduled for Wednesday afternoon to clean my desk, and the problem is, is that. I'll clean it, and then the next week it'll come around to time to clean it again, and I'll look at it and go, I don't have time, and it's not that messy. And so then it gets worse, progressively yep. worse, and then eventually yep. it's like, all right, and i got to clean this thing off. And how many months ha- go by before you finally decide, oh, it's a Wednesday and I really should clean it this time? Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. That, that's what happens to me. I clean my desk. It stays clean for a week. Okay, not worried about it. it stays clean for another week. Not worried about it. A few months later, it's disgusting. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So, Eric or Evan, what are your picks? 
Well, let's see. I, I'd already mentioned um, Simply Noise before and mentioned the the headset before, but I, I guess I'll mention those again and have those in the picks again just because we're talking about workspaces because I really do find it that useful when I work outside the house. Um, also, uh, last week I talked about, uh, I think it was last week, maybe the week before I talked about RubyViz. I've been dealing a lot with uh, scalable vector graphics lately. And um, most recently, I used a, of all things, I used a little bit of Java, oh my god, um, a library, I believe it's called Batic, or Batic, I'm not sure exactly based on the spelling, but uh, I'm linking it. And among other things, it has um, a JPEG transcoder, I believe it also has a PNG transcoder, um, that will accept SVG as input, and it's pretty wicked fast. So I, I tried a lot of different things over the past few weeks, trying to focus on speed. I've tried using Phantom JS to render an SVG um, to a raster format. I tried using Image Magic, but Image Magic um, is, has issues. Sometimes it's unreliable. If you use R Magic, it's a memory hog and eventually will blow up, um, and then it just gets it often gets slower. Um, Batic is reliably pretty super fast, so I just wrapped it in the Java service. I'm hoping I'll actually be able to open source it from this client because there's nothing proprietary on it. But all that aside, though, Batic is super, super easy to use if you're just doing an SVG to, to raster format conversion mm-hmm. and very fast, so I recommend taking a look at it. There's even – and I can, I can link it too. There is a bit of sample code that tells you almost everything you need to know. All right, cool. Um, Jeff, what are your picks? So I have a – Two, one was a post from uh, Joel, I don't know his last name, the guy that started Buffer. It's a post that talks about working yourself uh, more than you work in your startup, which is sort of his take on a quote he heard from somebody else, does work harder on yourself than you do on your job, uh, which is, I don't know, appropriate for me and probably appropriate for everybody at Everybody else at some point, but it would have been a, a nice message for me 20 years ago, especially if I would have followed the advice. But And it's definitely worth hearing again now. Mm-hmm. The other one is uh, Backup, the Ruby gem. Uh, I've got a server with some WordPress stuff on it, and it's not backed up, and I have to deal with it. And so it was just timely. But Backup, I use for backup on other stuff. So That's actually what I use, too. I use Duplicity or whatever you pronounce it on my all my main systems which basically encrypts it to tar files and then I use the backup gem to actually sync it to S3 so I'm not you know sending everything all the time it's a pretty solid gem I haven't seen any issues other than me being stupid okay cool uh, anything else there Jeff nope those are it okay um, so I'm going to pick a couple of uh, things that I've been using lately one of them is something that I've been using to kind of organizing my thoughts around some of my talks and, and things like that, and that is MindMeister. Oh, yeah, I've used that, I think. A good app. Yeah, you can get it as an app for your iPod or I, iPad. You can also, it's it's an online tool. Um, I'm not yep. sure what it's written in, but I really like it. I'm actually uh, paying for it so that I can get as many um, mind maps as I want and I can share them with other people. And uh, it's it's just been really, really handy to kind of organize my thoughts because I'm putting together a Ruby on Rails uh, training course for uh, Pluralsight, which is an online training website. It it started out focused on .NET developers, but they're branching out into other areas. 
Um, and you know, so I've been organizing that stuff and I'm also organizing another, uh, thing so that I can get a course together. I'm lynda.com also approached me to put together a course on coffee script. So, um, you know, it's just, it, it really helps me kind of say, okay, this is everything that I can think of that's related to this topic. And then I can pare it down to just the basics and then I can flesh those out in another mind map and really get a good idea of what I need to cover, what's there. And, and, and then I can put them in an order that makes sense and I can use Scrivener or something to do that. So, um, anyway, so that's one of my picks. And uh, the other pick that I have, and, and this is something that I've had for a while and I think a lot of people use on the Mac, is the iWork suite. Yep. Um, it's just, I mean, you have OpenOffice. I think you can also get Microsoft Office for the Mac. Um, I, I really haven't had any problems with iWork. Um, I found that OpenOffice, I don't really like their interface. It just feels weird. I don't... I, I think it's just the look more than anything else that really bothers me, but it really bothers me. So, uh, you know, doing that and making that all work is just, uh, you know, iWork seems to work smoothly and, and do everything that I need. So I really, really kind of dig it. And the final one that I have, um, and I don't, I don't have it out with me at the moment. It's in my laptop bag, which is on the other side of the room. But I have a little presenter advancer that uh, I use at my presentations. It's a little nicer than the um, the infrared or whatever uh, remotes that come that you can buy for your MacBooks. Um, in the sense that you just put the USB thing in, and then it. I don't know if it uses Bluetooth or some other technology, but you know I can be I can be across the room from it and things, and still hit the advance button and it it, it, it advances and stuff. And it also has a blackout button and other things so that if I'm talking and I want to kind of um, clear the screen so that people are looking at me and paying attention to that instead of reading my slide again, then I can hit that button and it, you know, it, it fades to black in Keynote. And so uh, I, I really, really uh, like that. And so I'll put a link in the show notes to uh, where you can get that on Amazon to, uh, to use it. And uh, I guess we'll wrap that up. We are going to be talking to CJ Hayden. Um, I think I think we decided what the beginning of July. You have to follow. I have to. We have to confirm dates. But yeah, yeah. Cool. So, That's great. So yeah. So go pick up. Uh, get clients now. I'll put a link in the show notes uh, for that as well. Uh, and then other than that, you know, go find us in iTunes. Uh, real quick, this is something that I want to start doing in the f- in the future. Is uh, if you want to hire these guys. Um, why don't you guys go ahead and tell folks where they can go to find you if they want to hire you? So I'll I'll have uh, Eric go first. All right. So my company is Little Stream Software, at LittleStreamSoftware.com. Um, on there, there should be like a contact page, and on there, it's like a send me an email type thing. So that's that's the best way. Um, it goes directly to me, so it's the same as emailing me. But this way, I actually know like you came through my website too. Right, Evan. For me, it's uh, my business is called Triple Dog Dare. The website is tripledogdare.net. That's uh, triple dog dare, like in a Christmas story. And on there, there's a link to an email address, uh, which you can reach me at, or um, you can also call me on my Google Voice number, which is on the website as well. All right, cool, Jeff. Uh, the website asiclabs.com, and I have to spell it because my name sucks still. A i s s a c l a b s dot com, or J Schoolcraft on Twitter. Or J School Craft, probably anywhere. Awesome. And uh, you can find me. I'm still working on my business's website. I'm, I've only been freelancing for two years, so I'm not too far behind the times. 
Um, you can find most of the information for me at teachmetocode.com. Um, my phone number and email address are both up there, and you can hire me that way. Um, you know, and and obviously, you can get a hold of me through any of the other shows that I do as well. Um, most of the time, my information's on there somewhere. So, uh, all right, well, let's wrap this up. Um, thank the audience for listening. We'll 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 be talking to you next week or in two weeks. Take care. Bye. Later.